Welcome to the Empowered Podcast with Deanna Merlino, an all-encompassing personal development show where I will be sharing with you just how to transform yourself into the best version of you, both inside and out. From wellness, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and manifestation, I'll be showing you exactly how to live your best life. I will be keeping it as real and raw as it gets. So get ready to peel back the layers and really transform yourself under the surface because nothing is better than finding your purpose and living this life as your true, authentic self. Okay, Empowered Fam, I have a really, really, really amazing, exciting episode for you today. So before we jump in, let me give you all a quick preview of what you are up for. Danielle McCleary is a wealth energetics and quantum business coach, host of On The Daily Podcast, a multi-six-figure entrepreneur, and the co-founder and president of Hypeview Media, LLC. Using human design and various energetic strategies, she will help you scale your business in a sustainable way that gives you an aligned full body F yes. You are not going to want to miss this episode. Get ready to go for a serious ride. Welcome back, Empowered Fam. I am so stoked to bring you today's guest. I mean, if you don't know her already, you're about to fall in love because she is just an incredible powerhouse. I'm so happy to have her on. Today is going to be a wild ride. So Danielle, thank you for being here. And I am just going to give you the floor to just all the things. Who are you? What's your story? And you can take it. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We're going to just jump right in. Okay. Mm -hmm. Hi. I mean, I'm so happy to be here. I was just saying I haven't been on someone else's show in a little while. And I think when you are a podcaster, it's like, oh, I don't have to think of the questions today. I can Mm -hmm. just talk. And obviously as podcasters, we like to talk. So this is fun. (laughs) Um, Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Okay. Who am I? I am Danielle McCleary. I am a business coach. I am a content creator. I am an entrepreneur. I have a podcast of my own. It's called On The Daily. I work a lot with like wealth energetics and human design. So a lot of the work that I do is based around figuring out what's in the subconscious mind. What can we bring out of the subconscious mind? How can we reframe things so that these loops and these patterns that we find ourselves stuck in as entrepreneurs, as content creators, as business owners, as humans on the planet, how can we actually reframe them so that we don't have to keep coming back to the same thing over and over again? So that's that's what I'm like super passionate about. And I do a lot of my work, obviously, through human design um, as just another tool. But Outside of all of that, I'm a mom. I'm a fiance. I'm actually, my fiance Breezy and I are getting married next month. And so we're, well, whenever this comes out, we're getting married in March, March 23rd, 323-23. Um, and I have a little boy who just turned seven and he's the best thing ever. So we, uh, we're just living life over here. <laughs> you really are. And you just finally moved into your custom built home that you have been waiting for so long. Literally your fireplace is a dream. So I just had to had to drop that. Thank you. Yeah. That was a that was like a huge I still don't think I'm like fully comprehending it. Like I mm-hmm. we so we we built a house in Dripping Springs, Texas, which is right outside of Austin. And it's like custom from the ground up. We've been waiting like 15 months for it. And we moved in like 
we moved in at the end of January and I literally will still walk through and like nothing's furnished yet. Like, by the way, like our furniture <laughs> is the furniture that we had in a 2000 square foot home that is now in a 4000 square foot home. And it looks absolutely ridiculous. Like, and I still, I walk through these like empty halls that have nothing in them yet. And I'm mm. like, I bought mm-hmm. this. Like, this is my house. I, we built that. Like, it's just like such a wild, crazy experience. And I don't think I've even, I think there's still moments that I'm like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's pretty wild. We're 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 right now we're really loving the like designing process. We have a a friend who's a designer and he is just going to take this whole place. Like I don't even think I'm going to recognize it when he's done with it. So I'm really excited. I am so excited to see it. I've been watching on Instagram like as you pick stuff out. I am so excited mm-hmm. to see whatever you guys come up with. Honestly, it's been a really a treat because I just took one of your master classes, one of your courses. Um as you had just moved into the home. So obviously you're in this like crazy energy of this huge dream coming true. So this is like such a perfect time to dive into your world. Yeah. It's, it is a really good time to jump into my world. I keep saying that. I'm like, now's the time. Cause I'm going through a huge shift and massive quantum leap right now. So it's, it's interesting though. Cause it's, I, I think we, we, you know, this is the, this is the dream, right? We coach our clients to get to these these points in their life and I've I've supported and you know held space for clients during these big shifts in their life and so it's really interesting to now be going through and I'm like I feel like I'm always going through certain shifts like I I really do like I've I've kind of I've gotten really good at knowing when the leap is coming and really like riding the wave through it and I think this is probably the biggest one I've been through And it's come with a whole bunch of things. Like I'm learning so many lessons in the process. And, you know, there's, there's definitely things that I was like, oh, I know that's going to happen. And it's now happening. And it's like working, like learning to hold space for yourself through these moments, through these like periods of acclimation is I think really powerful. And it's something that I'm experiencing like in real time. So it's, yeah, you're, you're totally right on that. You know what I really have loved in this part for you as of just taking your course, like it kind of reminded me, and I think being in the coaching space, and I think even just like as a human being, as we heal through stuff, I don't know that this is talked about enough. You kind of hit on the fact that things that you had healed already have come back again as you like step into this next level version of yourself. And I think that sometimes we skip over, like when we talk about healing and all these things, it's like, oh, I healed that and it's gone forever. Like, no, it's not. You know, and I I think that that's one thing that I've been love seeing, loving seeing for you right now is that reminder, like we're just continuously going to be rehealing and going through this process. It's, I don't want people to think like, oh my gosh, like that terrible, that horrible trauma that like I finally healed, I have to keep reopening and revisiting. Mm -hmm. It's not like it, yes, it's going to come back up at every new level and it's going to not pull focus as much Mm -hmm. as it used to. So I used to have a horrible, horrible relationship with money. And I say horrible only because that was my, obviously my interpretation of it. Obviously we put our own feelings on everything, Mm -hmm. but in my mind, it wasn't great. And I have since healed a lot of my money trauma and (laughs) moving into this huge house with a huge interest rate and a huge mortgage, I've definitely felt the tightening coming back. And like that, you know, that just frustration for like, I'll find myself like 
you know, paying for furniture. And I get that like tightness in my chest that I used to get when I used to spend money and worry that the other shoe was going to fall. And so I'm working through those feelings at this new level, but it's no longer like before it would have, it would have knocked me off my rocker and I probably would have ended up spending all my money and not making money. And now money is still coming in actually more than it was. Mm -hmm. And I'm still having to like, you know, breathe through those moments of, um, you know, of just discomfort when it comes to, to growth, I think. Absolutely. You know, when we're kids, when we're kids, we grow and our, we have growing pains and everyone's like, oh, it's normal. But then as we get older, mm-hmm. we are still growing. Like it may not be physically, you know, my, it's more mental, it's more emotional, it's more spiritual, more metaphysical, but we're still growing. And that, that does come with growing pains, I think. Which I guess brings me into, I would love to talk about how you got here. Like, what was the process of becoming an entrepreneur? What was the process before that? Like, how did you get to this place now? <sighs> That's a, I, I, yeah. Okay. Good question. So, <laughs> I mean, it's so funny when we get asked that because I'm like, where do I start? Uh huh. Um, I think, I think I have known from, I knew from a very young age that I was not going to be the one who like worked for someone else forever. Like, and, and I say that as somebody who like my first job was when I turned 15 and a half and I got a job at Starbucks and I worked at Starbucks for a really long time, but that job always had to work for me. So like I took it to college. I moved to London and choreographed a musical on the West End and like that job came with me. And then I moved back and that job came with me. Like everything I've always done has had to come with me. So I think like my big my big leap into entrepreneurship probably came when which it sounds silly, but it probably came when I I started at SoulCycle. So I started at SoulCycle in 2012 and I was very much an employee. I was very much like, I'm an instructor for this company, but I had to build a brand, you know, because even though like, yes, I am an employee of SoulCycle, how many people come to my class, how fast my class builds, how my, what my reputation is, what my brand is, that was all up to me. And I mean, branding is such a huge part of entrepreneurship that I think gets like overlooked a lot. Like, oh, well, if you don't run, if you don't have the LLC, then you're not an entrepreneur. And I guess if we're talking like when you are, be- when you're an entrepreneur, you also have to know how to brand. You also have to have to know how to market yourself. You have to know how to sell. And ultimately, like when I was in, like teaching full time at SoulCycle, I was selling myself. I was, it was, it wasn't my class I was selling. It was me because they could go to any class, but like, why were they going to come back to me? So I think that's really like where my entrepreneurial journey started was really building a brand through SoulCycle. And then I moved into, you know, and even like before Soul Cycle, I was in acting. I worked for te- film and TV. So like, you know, having to like be scrappy and like get to know the right people, like the networking side of entrepreneurship. Like I was doing that straight out of college, you know. Um, but then I, I started um, with network marketing. And I think that was like the big like strategic piece of entrepreneurship that I really jumped into. So I, I jumped into a network marketing business that was health and wellness. And I... I really did like move very, very quickly into entrepreneurship and um, was good at it. But it wasn't because I was just like brand new. It's because I had been, I had the networking experience. I had the branding experience. I had the marketing experience. I had the network. I had been building a network for close to a decade, you know? So I had a lot of these things, but then I learned how to run a business. I really learned how to run a business in network marketing. I think network marketing is such an incredible vehicle for 
I mean, anyone, you know, you're a network marketer, you know, it's like, it's such an incredible vehicle for anyone who's looking to step into this like entrepreneurial side of themselves, but it's a business in a box. That was the beauty of it. It was, it was a business and it was a business on training wheels. You know, it was entrepreneurship. I was learning how to do all these things without the overhead, right? Without the like thousands of dollars invested into getting your business off the ground, which was awesome. And then I think eventually that just kind of rolled into, I wanted more and I wanted to coach and I, I really, coaching is something that I've always really enjoyed. And, um, then I, that's when Danielle and the daily coaching launched and we've been up and running for about a year and a half now, like really up and running. I was doing like one-on-one stuff before, but really up and running, uh, for the last year and a half. And, you know, we've worked, we've gone up, we've gone down, we've found offers that really worked. We've found offers that really didn't work. Um, we've had huge income shifts up and down and all over the place. And it's just been a lot of fun. So now we're at, where are we today is we're a multi six figure cash business. We are way over seven figures in sales. Um, we have a huge product suite ranging from courses to higher and mid ticket offers and masterminds and private mentorship. I have, obviously I have a podcast I have a podcasting team, which is the same as your team. I have a whole VA team that, you know, they manage a lot of my SEO and a lot of my funnels. And then I have uh, Breezy, who is my director of operations and helps a lot with like the creative growth and um, kind of the bird's eye view of like what my business is. But it's crazy to say that we have like a full on business. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. It's so awesome (laughs) to watch. And honestly, I... Um, This is like jumping forward before I go backwards a little bit, but something that you said I would love to touch on because I think I hear that a lot, especially in my world. So I think my listeners would love to hear is when, because I know I've heard you talk about this, when you shifted into the coaching space, people had a lot to say about that. And I I would love for you to touch on that. Like you're a very much a person of like, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to do it anyhow. Like I would just love to hear that, (laughs) that decision, that shift and what, what that all came with and looked like for you. Yeah. You know, I think people, when they put you in a box and like, we all do it, right? This is human nature. We put people in boxes, not because we like want to, but because that's what we're taught. You know, we're taught our whole life. There's this whole paradigm that we're shifting out of right now, which is, um, you know, like every the thir- like the three D we hear it all right. The three D paradigm is this paradigm of like everyone has a box, everyone has a label, everyone has a place, and as long as everyone's in those boxes and in your place, then we're good. Like we're all we're everyone's fine, right? Um, and I think a lot of people put me in the network marketing box, and in my network marketing company, I was kind of like the token lesbian like face of that company. And I was very quickly put on this like pedestal. And I, I mean, unfortunately I wasn't the one who asked to be put on that pedestal. So when I stepped off of that pedestal, people were like, you know, because people attach their place in the world based on someone else. And when someone else does something that goes against, because a lot of people were using my story as their you know, the thing that they talked about. And like, although that's really flattering and thank you, I'm so glad that it resonated with you. I was never obligated to stay the same. Absolutely. And I think that's what a lot of people miss is like, none of us are, we are not obligated to stay the same. Like when I decided, oh, I want to coach, I want more. I think 
network marketing was never my mountaintop. And I think a lot of people assumed that it was. And I, I think if, if, if you're listening to this and you're like, wow, this is me, like I'm really trying to like spread my wings and you're in the network marketing space or you're in any space that has put you in a box or maybe you've put yourself in a box. I really want you to like take a second and really ask like, (laughs) do I need to stay here? Or is that just my perception of reality? Because ultimately I was never going to just do that. You know, like network marketing was always going to be my vehicle. And I do have a lot to say and I am really good at what I do. And I wanted to coach in a way that went away from a system or a duplicative process. Like I did, that's not what I was interested in coaching on anymore. I was really interested on helping people like get into their subconscious mind and like overcome limiting beliefs and rearrange their thoughts so that they could live more happy, healthier, abundant lives. And I think, yeah, I mean, people were pissed. There was a lot of, there was a lot of like, a lot of complaints and a lot of, you know, like sabotage or attempted sabotage. But luckily I've done a lot of work on myself. And whenever that happens, I realize like, oh, I'm probably doing something right. (laughs) I remember when I met you in Vegas and there was um, like a party that we got to go to and this was the first year that we were allowed to wear like different colors because it used to always be like uh, it was a what was it the pure vibe white party or whatever, and I was like oh my god we get to wear other colors and I picked this beautiful orange dress and then we were told that we had to wear white and I like was like there was like a war inside of me I was like wanting to revolt and I didn't and I saw you in that which ate me up because that just like isn't me and i saw you in the hallway and i th- was that when you it, no i don't think that's when you were wearing the pink dress you were wearing some yeah, beautifully it was. was it okay yeah you were wearing a beautiful pink dress and i was like dang it why didn't i do it and i made a comment or whatever and you're like yeah, i was you know i was told the same thing but i'm going to do what i want to do whatever you said it wasn't to that but i just remember that conversation just has stuck with me since then to be like stand in your power always always. Like what a silly thing for me to not stand in my power for. Right. And if you don't stand in your power, right? If you if you are going to let other people dictate to you, then who's to say that they're like they're then they're always going to do yes. it. I always say like and this is one thing I tell my clients all the time, if you approach your life, your business, your brand, whatever it is, with this like unstable shaky energy, you're going to attract people who need everything from you and not only need everything from you, but expect everything from you. And when you don't do it, you're because you won't inherently, you won't inherently, you will step outside of this box that they're like putting you in. It's just going to make it even more like, you know, uh, shaky and unstable. And so the best thing we can all do is stand firmly in our power, stand firmly on our ground and say, you know what? Whether it's wearing a pink loofah dress to a party <laughs> that is traditionally all everybody wears white, or if it's, you know, quite literally changing the directory of your business, it does like the more we do that, the less people question us. No, like when I said, I mean, at that party, I remember it, like the people that I was going with all were like, well, we're all gonna wear white. And I was like, that's so awesome. I'm so happy for you. If that is what you wanna wear, like, Ultimately, we should all be doing what we want to do. And if that's what you want to do and that's going to make you the happiest, then that is a win. I'm going to be most happiest in this bright pink loofah dress and that's what I'm going to wear. And ultimately, nobody questioned it after that. Like everyone was like, okay, yeah, she's going to do what she's going to do. And I think, yeah, I think we've we've gotten away. You know what's funny? Here's, <laughs> here's a funny thought. 
leading yourself, standing in your power. I was having this conversation with Breezy the other night. That should be the baseline for existence. And we treat it like the destination. Leading the ability to lead yourself, the ability to stand in your power, that's the beginning of the journey. Nothing else happens unless you do that. And we treat this like this ability to stand in our power, this ability to think for ourselves, this ability to lead ourselves. We treat that like it's a like it's this far off destination. And that's baseline. So when that's shaky and yeah, when that's shaky and unstable, and then like when people aren't doing that and you are, they act like you're attacking them. Like they will act like you are quite literally attacking them. And like my whole, my whole brand is like, no, 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 no. That, that is the, that's the baseline for existing in this world. That has to be the thing that is the most solid. Sure, your continued growth around money, your continued ability to hold money, your continued ability to lead people, your continued ability to, you know, call in more support, more in, to invest at a higher rate. Yeah, that's going to have to grow. You're going to have to get used to that. That's going to be shaky and unstable until it's not. But leading yourself, thinking for yourself, standing in your power, that's baseline. Truly, like when you said that, all I kept thinking in that moment was like, could you imagine if everybody did that? Like how different everything would be if – and that's such a basic – like that's just like a human right. That should just be a basic human right, not, you know, destination like you said. And it's so crazy too. Like you said it so beautifully and so plainly and so simple. Like you were just like, this is what makes me happiest. And like who could argue with that? And if someone did, I don't really care. Like at that point, it'd be like, that's a you problem. Like just being, but being able to word something like, I am happiest when I do something this way, X, Y, and Z this way. Like if Mm -hmm. anyone can fight you on that, well, then you kind of know who you're talking to because I mean, what a a simple thing. Mm. Well, people that are unhappy, people that are unhappy there, I always say, if I'm not leading myself and I'm not happy in what I'm doing and I'm not lit up by what I'm doing, then no one else wins. Like we all win when like when I'm lit up, everyone is everyone wins. And that's the same for everyone. Like it's the same for you. Like if you're happy and you're aligned and you're living your life and running your business in a way that feels good to you, then everyone wins. And sure, there will always be people that are mad about it. But those are the people who who can't even imagine leading themselves the way that you do. And you're not the landing place for their projection or their pain. Like you're just not. Like I'm not the landing place for other people's projections. Like today's not the day. I'm not the one. Pick someone else. Like I'm just not. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I was – I just found this out because like I – um, I know my human design for to like a basic extent. Obviously, that's like your realm. But I was looking into something. I don't know why. And so I, I know that I'm a projector and I know that my my strength or whatever is like mental, like I'm mental. Um, You're a mental projector. Yeah, I'm a mental projector. Thank you. So I realized mm-hmm. that the only thing that I have closed is my mind. And I don't even think I'm going to say this right. The Ajna. Yeah, the it's the, the Ajna center. It's your idea center. So that's all that I have. That's mine. Everything else is wide. That's open. your defined center. Yes. Everything is yeah. So, so basically, like, you're you're a big empath. Yeah, 
Mm-hmm. And so I think the journey for me has been, because in the beginning it was very much like, oh, I don't want to upset anyone. Oh, I want to mm-hmm. like stay in my lane. Like I was afraid to be mm-hmm. myself, you know, and and obviously mm-hmm. that's going to impact your business. But I had to learn how to sh- like shift through this is mine and this is not mine. Like that's where I had to get to because I was just taking on everyone's stuff and I'd feel it so deeply. And then I was like, ah. Oh, I mean, you as a projector, that's like, that's the key to your happiness is this is not mine to take on and I'm not going to because you have a very small and very efficient battery, you know? And I think a lot of projectors, a lot of like, a lot of projector like uh, limiting beliefs and trauma comes from the idea that they think they need to be generators. Like I'm a generator and like when I'm lit up, I can go forever. And you're a projector and when you're lit up, you can go, but you can't go forever. Like I tell all my projector clients, I'm like, if you've been working for more than three hours, you need a nap or you need a snack, like something because it's just not how your energy flows. Like it's just not like you're really meant to like spend most of your time observing to like observe the situation, to take everything in. And then when you get into action, you are the most efficient there is. Like there's no one that can get more done in 30 minutes than a projector. Like it's wild, but so much sense. Yeah. I mean, you have a yeah, like you have a defined Ajna center. So that's like the mental project. I mean, mental projectors actually are really rare. T- that's like, what I just found rare. out. Mm-hmm. Mental and ego, like my son's an ego projector. He represents like less than 1% of the population. Wow. Mental projectors are about like 2 or 3% of the population. Like y'all's, y'all are really, really rare. Um, but basically, I mean, you're the closest to like your intuition being in your logic as anyone's going to get. Like for you, the right decision is always going to be the one that makes the most sense, but it's going to like, you're going to have to think about it for a while. You're going to have to kind of like assess multiple, um, you know, multiple opinions. Like I always say like mental projectors, like it's almost like sounding board. You really do need to hear other people's opinions in order to get clear on your own and making sure that you're only seeking counsel from people that you really trust. But a lot of mental projectors think they need opinions from everyone and then they're confused on what they stand for. But having like a, like, like mental projectors do really well in like masterminds because they, they're, they only are getting feedback from people who are like thinking and going in the same direction that they are. So it's really easy to like hear other people's opinions and then be like, oh yes, this is what I actually stand for. And it may be different than what everyone else is doing, but hearing it for you makes it make more sense. That makes so much sense. And again, like I only know the basic level of like I figured out my you know what I needed and like chilling out and only being asked for the invite essentially um but point being we don't need to even go down that rabbit hole is just I I totally understand what it's like to have to learn to step into like this is mine this is my power and I'm gonna stand in it proudly regardless of what's going on around me Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's every type. It doesn't matter what your human design is like. That's, that's true for everybody, but we've just been conditioned to not be like that. You know, people are like, why do I feel so far from that? I'm like, cause your whole life has been conditioned in a different way. Like, yeah. I mean, think about it. We're told what, 
what is trendy based on what celebrities are saying. We're told, you know, whether we're told to buy Apple watches. So we know if we're working hard at the gym, like we're told to, you know, like look outside of ourselves for everything. Yeah, Big time. Even like during the pandemic, right? Like take your, you know, make sure you get tested to make sure that you're not sick. And it's like, I know if I'm sick. Thank you. My, I can, f- if I lead myself, I can feel that I'm sick. And if I'm sick, I'm not going anywhere. It doesn't matter what I have. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just, I think it's just one of those things that we've just gotten so far away from even that baseline of, no, I, I actually do. Tr- and it, it comes down to trust. Yeah. Ultimately, it comes down to trusting yourself enough to make decisions that powerfully lead yourself. Mm-hmm. I think that's why it's so important to heal too and get coaches and all the things and work on all of it because at the end of the day, like we, so many people have lost the ability to trust themselves because of the things that they've been through, because of the situations that they mm-hmm. found themselves in. When again, mm-hmm. the baseline at the end of the day should be trusting yourself. Like that's where all the answers mm-hmm. are. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. good. Um, also quick, like if anyone needs human design readings, reach out to Danielle because clearly she's really good at what she does. Um, yeah. Okay. So I would love to – I know we both have a common theme here, a common thread. I, As we talk about the entrepreneurship journey and like struggles, I know one huge one that for both of us has been losing our fathers. And I would love if you um, you know, feel open to sharing about that struggle in your journey, how it affected you in mm-hmm. the sense of like decisions you are making and how mm-hmm. you overcame that to keep pushing through to be where you're at now. Mm. I think grief is like the, the most awful and it's the most beautiful part of anyone's life journey. Mm-hmm. I think that I've come to, and I, and I did not feel this way when it happened. So of course, it's taken a lot of work. It's taken a lot of work. Um, but I can say that now that I, I do think it, it's one of the most beautiful things a person can go through. Um, my dad was like, my dad was so fucking cool. I can say fucking, right? I can cuss on this podcast. Yeah, big okay. time. My dad was so fucking cool. Like he was just, he was a CFO, like chief financial officer, but like not a stuffy accountant type, like wore Hawaiian shirts every day. Like, and he's just like one of those dads where like he trusted me. He trusted my, my decisions. Like he was the first person I told I lost my virginity. Like mm. I literally was like, dad, I lost my virginity today. Like zero fear. Just like, I, cause I knew he trusted me when I was getting married. I got married at age 20, by the way, like I've lived lives and I got married at 20, got divorced at 27. But my dad like never once questioned it. When I told him I was moving to London, never once questioned it. When I told him I was quitting soul cycle, never questioned it. Like he was just one of those dads that like he knew that he was raising somebody who led themselves. And like, even if it's not what he would have picked for me, he trusted me. So when he died, that shook me because I mean, oh, I mean, you know this, like my dad was like my best friend. And like when he died, like the world, the world stopped turning that day. And I think the most fucked up part about grief is that people are like, you know, time heals. And I'm like, but okay, like I know that I have the tools to move through this. I am a very spiritually in tune person. I know that my dad, I know that energy does not die. I know that like our souls have traveled multiple lives together. Mm -hmm. Like I do know that. I feel him everywhere. Like when I ask for a sign, it's there immediately. Mm -hmm. I actually met with a medium like two weeks ago and she was like, 
the second she started, and this woman knew nothing about me, the second she started, she's like, did you lose your dad? And I was like, whoa, that was fast. And she's like, yeah, he's here. He's like in a Hawaiian shirt. And I was like, yeah, that's Dan. But like, I mean, (laughs) all of that to be said, I know all of that. And And, okay, so I get through it. Then what? Then what? I mean, he's still dead. Like he's not coming back. Um, And so when I, when he died, he died January uh, 16th, 2021. And when he died, I did what I'd always done. Jump right back into work. Move, move, move. Keep going. Don't stop. I will be fine. Like, this is what I do. I know how to move through this. I know how to grieve. I'm going to grieve with with grace. Like, all the things. And that, that, I mean, it worked for like a year. Like, for a good year. Like, I was like almost a year. It was like almost a year that it worked. And then I hit energetic rock bottom and I burnt out and I like grief hit me like at that one year mark of him dying, grief hit me like a freaking rock. And all that money that I had made in network marketing, I spent it, a lot of it, most of it, spent it all. Um and I was kind of like right back at square one and I this would have been the moment in the past where I would have been able to ask my dad for help. And I couldn't. And so that was like the real beginning of healing a lot of, you know, and they always say like everything happens for us. And trust me, if you're going through grief right now, I don't know, do you agree with this? Like if you're going through it, if you're like in it right now, you're going to, you're going to hate that I'm saying this. And I trust me, like I hated when somebody told me this too, but even the death of your dad like even the death of whoever it is, even this grief that you're going through is for you. And it may not feel like that now, but it will. And it doesn't make it any less sad. It's actually scarier, I think, when you realize that that's true. Because I'm now dealing with this thought of like, my dad had to die so I could come out of this like money loop that I was caught in. There was, I would have never come out of it had he not died because Mm -hmm. what I realized after this one year, after I hit energetic rock bottom, I realized, oh my gosh, I have been holding myself back my whole life because my dad, you know, is type one diabetic. He would go in and out of these like diabetic comas and stuff. And like, he would have di- like blood sugar reactions and all these things. And he ended up in the hospital a couple of times. He had had heart surgery like six years ago. And every time something like that would happen, he, I would always like be like, dad, you can't leave me. Like you can't, you can't go. And he'd be like, honey, I'll be here as long as you need me. And so what my subconscious really wow. believed, and trust me, this takes time. Yeah. My subconscious believed that if I got successful and I no longer needed my dad, he would die. So I would put my, I put myself in this loop of like, make a lot of money, spend a lot of money, hit rock bottom, need help. Make a lot of money, spend a lot of money, hit rock bottom, need help. And that was my whole life. Making money's never been a problem for me. I'm not the person that like has a hard time making money. I can make money like so fast. I'm a magnet for money. I was also a magnet for rock bottom because my dad I had that belief and he, I would have never, I would have never figured that out had he not died. So that's been the hugest thing is coming out of that and realizing that like no one's coming to save me and I never needed, and then even scarier, I never needed him to save me in the first place. What about you? Like what's the biggest like revelation you've come to? Um, I mean, I'm super grateful, like truly so grateful that I started my spiritual journey when I got pregnant 
I mean a little before mm-hmm. I dabbled, but like because I was like, I don't want to pass on my traumas to my son. So like I've got to fix this shit. Like I did a deep dive. And Same. my yeah, like it was just like I knew the concept, like he's gonna take all this on. Like I've been through a lot. I don't want to give this to him. Um and then my dad passed away literally three months after he was born, which really like rocked my world because I'm like, I'm postpartum. I'm like, I'm already not well, <laughs> if we're being yeah, honest. Yeah. And then that yeah. happens. Um, but I was so grateful because like you said, I understand that like energy is not destroyed. I know he's, I know he's, I talk to my dad more now, like we're good, like, but mm-hmm. he's not, still not here. He's not here mm-hmm. and he's not coming back. So that that's You're tough. like, I just want to hug my yeah, fucking like, dad. I, exactly. Like, I mean, you can't. <laughs> like, it's great. Yeah, like, it's great that I know you're here. It's just different. Um, but I'm grateful mm-hmm. that I understand that because I can't imagine going through this without having been on a spiritual journey. Like, I can't imagine mm-hmm. just thinking, like, he's just gone and he's just gone. Like, so mm-hmm. I'm, I'm super grateful for that. Um and I think that's also why I'm able to stand in my power now because I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. Like if you think I'm weird, if you think that like what I'm doing is wrong, I don't care because it works for me. And it's been shown right. to me that it, it's it's accurate a million times over. And that's all that matters to me is that it works for mm-hmm. me and it doesn't have to work for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm OK if it doesn't work for you. Like whatever works for you is what works for you. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I. The only, I think the only thing that I true, I went through the same thing with you as the like, I just kept working because that's what I do. And I'm like, I'm going to cry every once in a while here and like, I'm going to feel my feels here. And then literally at a year, it was like, I got hit by a Mack truck and that like, Mm -hmm. honey, you're, you didn't grieve (laughs) the wit, like you didn't acknowledge this the way you needed to. And I was just like out, um, and it was it was because we were spiritual bypassing. Yes, why that's not? what we were doing. We were like, spir- yeah. I'm grieving. Yeah. I'm grieving. I'm crying. Don't worry. I'm crying. Don't worry. Don't worry, everybody. I'm crying. <laughs> but it's like it was just spiritual bypassing. <laughs> yeah, one hundred percent. So just honoring that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I I think it just makes me really sad knowing that my son never gets to meet him. Like that's what mm-hmm. I, and you know, the last thing I'm going to say about that is I, I read this and it made so much sense to me and it's like, this is why I'm so sad. Like I know why I'm sad, but this really was like, you grieve because of everyone that lost him. Like my, my son doesn't get to meet him. My mom's all alone. Like it really sucks. Mm-hmm. And then there's, mm-hmm. I grieve for my dad because he missed out on this grandson that he wanted for so long, even though he's not here in that sense. And I know he gets to be with him. I'm grieving on both sides of the spectrum. And that was like, that makes so much sense. Oh yeah. I mean, my dad and my son were like BFFs, like, cause Owen was four when he died, uh, almost five. He was almost five and they were best friends. And yeah, I mean, that's been the hardest, but Owen is like, Owen's more spiritually connected than I could ever be. Like that kid, he is in his room talking to my dad all the time. Like, oh yeah, they're like, they're still really, really close. And so, yeah, I mean, I think too, I was going to say one of the biggest things that kind of, you know, my dad really wanted to uh, retire. Like that was like, you know, he was like old salt of the earth guy. And like, work really hard, hit retirement, and then you enjoy your life. And so his whole life was like, I mean, my dad made 
more money than he could ever know what to do with. Like, but he never spent it on himself. Like, sure, we had a house in Tahoe. He had a house in Hawaii for a while. And like, we did go and we visited. But like, this man could have had any car he wanted and he drove like a Mazda. You know, like, this is the kind of guy my dad was. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he was just like saving it for retirement, you know? And I mean, he put so much away for his wife and she's taken care of until she dies. And then after she dies, like we're taken care of, you know, like my dad just was a brilliant man in that way, but everything he was doing was for retirement. I'm going to work for retirement. I'm going to work to retirement. He died at 64. Like he never got retirement. And so I think the biggest revelation to come out of it alongside, you know, not having him save me was I will never not stand in my power and do exactly what I want to do when I want to do it because I've seen what waiting can look like. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I like the best way I can honor my dad is to live a hundred percent in full technicolor Mm. every day. Yeah. You know, Mm. I love that so much. And I mean it, I know that. And it's kind of like I just said when I took your course, like I know that, but hearing you say it just hits different. Like I know these things, Mm. but knowing something and Mm -hmm. actively living them out are two different things. I totally know that same thing for my dad. But I think even now I got like, I keep dipping my feet into getting out of this work cycle and then I fall back in it and then dipping, like I'm still in that, like trying to get out of the, the, the tide essentially. My dad literally died working, mm-hmm. literally died on our property working, preparing for our next uh, rental season. He had, he was a month path, past his uh, 65th birthday and was like just about, because like, yeah. he's an entrepreneur, so like, we're going to retire. But he, I saw him work so hard his whole life. And it's like, I learned that and I don't want to do that. And I, the same thing, like, I need to honor myself. And the best way to honor him is by not doing what he did in the sense of literally working myself to death. And then what did you do it all for? What's the freaking point? Right. Yeah. Right. They did. They died. I, I really do feel like people died is like so people can like heal the trauma yeah. and like end Big the time. generational pattern. Mm-hmm. Like my son will never work like that. Like even now, my son's a like I said, my son's a projector too, and like he's already telling me like I don't think I'm gonna go to college. Like I think I'm gonna start a business. And I was like, like my dad would have always said to me like, no, you should go to college. Like that was like always a, th- a rule. But I'm like, okay, Owen. Like if you get to the point, you you know you don't. But then he also wants to be like a scientist. So I'm like, well, if you want to be a scientist, you're gonna have to go to <laughs> college. So we'll talk about it later. But yeah, we'll figure. This you know, out it's just. Uh, yeah, it is. It's just it, like raising our kids differently, running my business differently. I mean, my dad, again, supported me and, and was like so proud and like trusted me to do whatever I want to do. He didn't understand my business at all. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure my dad thought that I was just like hanging out for a living. Like, he just like, he just didn't get it. Like when I would, when I would have conversations with him and I'd be like, yeah, dad, like, you know, I made $29,000 this month. Like, in network marketing, he'd be like, I don't understand. Like he just like, <laughs> he doesn't understand. Yeah. You know, but he didn't even have but, to. Cause like, he just knew you were doing your thing. Like, I'm pretty sure if I decided I wanted to be like a stripper or like sell feet pics on like, how did I know you were going to say that? Yeah. Like if I was, if I wanted to be a stripper or if I was going to like sell my feet pictures on OnlyFans, he would have been like, well, is it safe? Like he, that's all he would have said. Like he's just, <laughs> He was cool. Mm. Dan was cool. Like really cool. 
Well, shout out to yeah. our dads. Yeah. I'm sure they're living shout their best lives. Shout out to lives. dads. Um, okay. I'm sure they're sitting right next to us. Yeah, honestly. I know. Speaking of, your dad's mm. in a Hawaiian shirt and my dad's wearing his Miami Vice shirt and they're just, they're hanging out, you know? Living. Living. Yep. Love it. Well, okay. Yep. Let's shift into, um, before we wrap up, I would just love to hear, I mean, you've kind of said it before, but the importance of getting a coach, what you need to do if you are an entrepreneur, like what is something that mm. you need to do in order to get into and embody that next level version of yourself to truly be successful in whatever way success is for, for people? Oh my gosh. I mean, few things. A, you got to start leading yourself. B, you got to realize that there's no rules. Like, the, the number one thing I coach my clients on, whether they're in my low ticket containers, like my programs, my mentorship, my like private mentorship, like the number one thing I coach people on is there are no rules. You want to make a product suite of just like a bunch of small courses that you sell evergreen and you never coach a one-on-one -on -one client, do it. You want to only do one-on-ones, do it. You want to do it in person, do it. You want like there are no rules and I think we we assume that there are there are no rules. You can literally do it however you want. Um but yeah, I mean investing in your business is essential. Like I just don't think that I think a lot of people will invest it where they're at and when we get started that's, you know, we don't have a lot of money cuz we're just getting started, but there are still ways that you can invest in your business that will make a huge huge impact in its growth and its longevity. Um and I I think that investing your time and your resources into where you're going is essential. And I I also think like when you do get to the point where you are building a brand and maybe you, you know, this is you and you have success, you have a you, you know, you're you are an entrepreneur, you are making money. I don't think that it is possible, nor is it like I honestly don't think it's very professional to do it without high level close support mentorship. Like I've had my mentor for a really long time now and I could not imagine there's not, there's days that I don't need her. You know, there's days that I don't need her. And like, I've in the past been like, well, I don't really need this anymore. Should I like get rid of it? But no, because if you're growing a business, if you're building a brand, having someone to mentor you who has been through it, I think is essential. I think that's essential for your clients. I think that's essential for the thing that you're building. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, investing in a coach and a mentor or both is, I think, a non-negotiable. Now, one thing I hear a lot of is, well, I can't afford private mentorship right now. And that's fine. Like private mentorship's a luxury. You know, if you're a coach and you're pricing your your one-on-ones way too low and it's like draining you to take on a new client, like that's a pretty good sign you need to raise your prices. But it is like private mentorship is a luxury. I want like constant access and close, yeah. pro like personalized support. That's a luxury. And we don't treat it like it's a luxury. But um, to not jump into a coach's world just because you can't afford their highest ticket is silly. Because I hear that a lot like, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm saving to work with you. And I'm like, well, probably by the time that you think you're ready, I'll have raised my prices again. Yeah. A. And B, if how are you going to get there? If you're not getting coaching and like ultimately the difference between coaching and mentorship is like coaching is information, right? Like I know information. I'm going to teach you that information. You're going to learn specific things. Mentorship is like walking through the world with somebody. So 
I always say like, if you really can't, like if you're not at a point in your business where you can't afford like consistent mentorship, you're probably not ready for it. You're probably ready for coaching. So jump into containers. Like if there's a coach doing a masterclass on money or a masterclass on sales or a master, like you did the reckoning, right? Mm -hmm. Like I tell people, I'm like, if you're having a hard time leading yourself and you're feeling that itch to like do something different, jump into this course. It's going to like, it's, mm-hmm. there's no way you're not going to walk out better. It doesn't matter who you're working with. Like it's going to improve your life in some way. And it's probably going to have a ripple effect on your business. Big and time. so I would say like, if you're in entrepreneurship and let's say you are trying to be a coach or you are trying to run your own business, investing in coach investing in like if you're at a point where you can outsource things you don't want to do I highly suggest you do it you can literally hire a VA for $20 an hour and you can like outsource some of the like mindless tasks that you don't feel like doing um I would definitely heal your shit you cannot you cannot grow a successful brand or business like I got people that tell me they want to grow multi six figure seven figure businesses and they're not doing any shadow work and I'm like good luck. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Or it won't sustain. It ain't going to last for very long. You might taste it and that's no. about it. No, you want to build a business with staying power. And the yeah. only way to build something with staying power is if you're willing to do the work and like get to know that part of yourself. Mm-hmm. And listen, like it doesn't have to take years. Like yeah. it took us years to fuck ourselves up. It doesn't take us years to undo it. Sure. You're going to spend the rest of your life like having those things come back up like we talked about earlier. Mm-hmm but it's not going to pull focus anymore. Like you can choose, you could choose right now, literally in this moment to align with a new frequency, you know? And a lot of these people are like, oh, they're mad. I'm, you know, they, this person thinks they're better than, no, they don't. They don't think they're better than you. You You do. That's why you're mad at them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You think they're mad and like, like, or you think they're better. And like, that is why you're angry. And ultimately all those people that you see that are like living their best life, they're not better than anybody. They've just chosen to, in an instant, align with a new frequency. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. So, I mean, those are like my biggest, like, what would I do if I was starting over? <laughs> I love it. So good and truly, like, no joke. I shit you not. Like, I still, I would say I'm in awe, but I'm not in awe because like, I just, I I know how it goes. I was in your your course and it was, I don't know, day two or day three. And you're like, okay, hey, we're collapsing the timeline. Set your intention and then claim it. And I'm like, okay, I'm doing this. I set my intention. I claim it. Literally got off the call. It was like, I don't know, not even 30 minutes later, the thing that I'd been struggling with taking care of for me. And I was like, literally celebrating in my living room. And it was like, and again, I know it gets to be that easy, but because I I made a true decision, it got to be that easy. And so now it's like, okay, again and again and again. And then it lights you up to want to be like screaming from the mountaintops, hey, you can really do this. Like it gets to be that easy for all of us. Even when things start to get hard, even when you feel yourself close up again, like I'll tell a quick little story there. So I knew I was like, okay, I'm going to move in. We're going to build this house. We're going to move into this house. And then I'm going to hit a little, I'm going to hit a little plateau, like, because I hit a new level mm-hmm. and you need a second to breathe. Yeah. And that, you know, that's going to feel scary. It's going to feel like a tightening. It's going to feel a little weird. And then you're going to, you're going to slingshot up again. So just be patient, breathe through it, feel everything. Everything will be fine. 
Well, that like desire to overperform, that desire to be busy and available all the time, which is like a huge limiting belief that I had for a long time is like I had deeply attached my identity to like outside approval and I've healed that. Sure enough, we move into this house, things like go plateau for a couple days and like things aren't moving as quickly and I start to freak out and I feel that like desire, that need, that like itch to, you know, do something, come back up. And it took me a second to stop and be like, I knew this was going to happen. It's fine. I release the need to be needed. Also, I put out a huge promotion in December in my business, which was like, a secret offer. A lot of people bought it. Everybody got to use that secret offer toward their like a masterclass or program of their choice. A lot of people registered for the reckoning in January. Most of those people were secret offer people. So like but it's weird if we let you if you let your ego get the best of you. I could have very easily, and five years ago, three years ago, probably even two years ago, I probably would have let that slower month like throw me completely off and dysregulate me for months. But this time I was like, nope, this is the way it is. So many new people entered your world. I had over, I had over like 500 people enter my world in January that like, uh, like that hadn't been a part of my world. And sure they used their secret offer. And so it wasn't like, like immediate revenue, but it was really powerful and we moved into this house and I did ha- I I did try to like bypass feeling it and so I stopped and I I allowed myself to you know really breathe through it and then it's crazy like you said immediately after when I when I switched to that frequency of like acceptance um two days later a freeze happened in Texas you heard about it on the news and we couldn't go anywhere we couldn't do anything the only thing we could do is sit in this house and I was like Okay. There it is. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. And then we, we did, we really enjoyed and we soaked it up. And I, I didn't take calls with my clients that week. I really allowed myself to feel the gravity of everything I had worked for. And now we're back and money's flowing in again. So it really, it really is a thing. And like, this is like the biggest thing I work with on my client, with my clients is just like how to hold yourself during different periods. I actually do have a masterclass coming out on this soon is like how to hold yourself through the different phases of life. Um, cause it's, it, it is the, that's the difference. That's the moneymaker. That's the, like that when we say like choosing a new frequency, collapsing time, that's the difference maker is, can you hold yourself through these moments? It's so important too, and I've been learning this, is like when you go after something or you have a huge goal and then you hit it or you finish maybe a project, like for me, okay, I'll just Mm -hmm. say when I finished a course that I spent forever Mm -hmm. working on and then you're in that Mm -hmm. state of like, for me, I kind of call it the void. You're you're waiting and nothing's happening and most people start to panic in that moment and then they go back to that old limiting belief or they dive into something else because it's it's uncomfortable to sit in that nothingness. But that nothingness is where everything is created from. That is where you're going to be able to receive everything from all that effort that you just put in. So it's like people just get in that loop of working mm-hmm. and then working and then working and working versus stopping mm-hmm. to sit in that 
nothingness Mm -hmm. and then accept. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly why I did the reckoning because I always tended to be in that masculine go, 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 work, work, work. And I'm shifting into that feminine accept flow, release, just be, chill out, take a breath. And honestly, this Mm -hmm. is the longest I've done that in my life. I launched everything January 2nd and I've for the most part been doing a lot of nothing, just meditating, breath work, energy baths, chilling out, spending time with my family. And even if I haven't seen a massive explosion as yet, it's cool because I know it's coming. Mm -hmm. It's already on. It's already happened. It's on its way. Yeah, it's on its way. And you're following, like, you're also taking the inspired action. Like, when you feel that, like, urge to, like, push again, the masculine energy is a beautiful energy. I mean, it's how we get shit done. We need it, you know? Like, this, like, constant battle between masculine and feminine, like, we don't have to, they don't have to be at odds with each other. Like, we can let them flow really beautifully and effortlessly into one another. But it's when we, like, treat it like a hard left, then a hard right, then a hard left. That's Mm -hmm. when we get so burnt out and tired. Yeah. And it just doesn't have to be like that. So I love that you're, I love that you're doing that. I think that's so, I I think, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course it's coming. I'm really excited to see where, where it comes. Yeah. You'll you'll continue to be a large part of it. Well, Danielle, is there anything else that you feel called to share? Anything on your heart? Anything that you just feel like needs to be said before we wrap up today? Well, I guess I'll just share. Um, actually, Chase, yours and my producer. Yeah, uh, we have partnered up for a brand new business, um, which is actually really crazy. Like staying in feminine energy in my personal business right now, but then very much in a masculine energy of like launch mode of um, Hype You Media, which is our new media company and podcast network that we just launched. Um, we're on Instagram at Hype You underscore media. We're basically like a podcast network for entrepreneurs. So obviously, I think a lot of the people that listen to your show are probably entrepreneurs. And so I think that there would be a lot of value over there for your listeners. It's it's people, it's all the hosts that we are have and will have on our network are people that are coaches, are, you know, product-based businesses, entrepreneurs in their own right, and sharing entrepreneurship from this more spiritual perspective, from this, you know, the less of the old paradigm, more of the new paradigm. And I just think it's going to be like the place to be for entrepreneurs, just like looking to get their feet wet in what is out there, what is possible in this like big bad world of, you know, running a business. So there's that. You can also come and find me on on Instagram at Danielle underscore on the daily. You can go to my website, DanielleMcClary.com. All my courses, all my stuff is on there if you want to if you want to jump into my world. But I just can't thank you enough for having me. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, I'll make sure all your stuff's in the show notes. And congrats to you cool. and Chase for Hype You How Freaking Cool. I'm so excited just to see what comes from that. I'm obviously already following all your guys' stuff and will certainly be taking in all the goodness. So uh, thank yay. you so much for being here. Nothing but love for you, girlfriend. I cannot wait until thank this you. just goes live because I know everyone is going to have something amazing that they pull from this. So thank you. And thank you. I will talk to you soon. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to find out more, you can follow me on Instagram at Empowered with Deanna and my personal page, Fit Deanna Lolita. You can also visit me on my website, which is DeannaMerlinoFit.com. Make sure that whatever platform you guys are listening on, please rate and subscribe. And this means so much to me. It's going to help get me out there to help so many other people. 
I'm so grateful that you're here with me on this journey of wellness and self-empowerment. I cannot promise that it will always be easy, but I do know that it will always be worth it. Stick with me and together, let's start living as the version of us that we were meant to be because the world is waiting for your gifts and you deserve to live the life of your wildest dreams and beyond. So friends, let's get empowered.